Okay, we have another special uh, episode for everybody here. Uh, we have four of the group together, and we are going to go over the arc that we just finished a little while ago. So, uh, more importantly, uh, we have Matt and Jesse here. And Matt, you play... Sorzak, formerly Jesse. known as No One, also known as Blink. Yes. And Jesse plays... Adri. Yeah. And then we also have Bryce and Owen over here. And Bryce, you play... I play Cotter. And Ar- Arlen is played by... Owen. Yes. Who plays Arlen. <laughs> is, so, is Owen is here. No one else remember their code names from when they were no, in the I, underworld? I do. Just We only used it like for an episode. I was the shepherd. I was Nyx. What were you, Bryce? Yeah, I don't remember my code name. Beige. <laughs> I think your name was Beige. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I was kind of hoping we would do more with that, but then we never really got a chance to. It just kind of kind of went downhill. But uh, anyway, so um, we just got done with the quest for Adri and for Sorzak to go and get your items from your old monastery and so what what was your what was the two of your feelings um as you were going into the episode before you found out everything that was going on so like like three months ago when we first entered the monastery yeah, like a year or ago, la- yeah, yeah. yeah. When you first entered the monastery? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when we first said, oh, look, all our friends are dead, and then oh. their eyes opened, you know? Well, actually, even before then, we were just at the base. hadn't even gone up the tunnel yet. Didn't know that the place was under assault. I mean, I kind of I had a feeling that it was going to go in a dark direction like that because we were there. We were back, like, at our home instead of, like, basically everybody else's arcs had been, like, somewhere else that we went to go hunt for a thing instead of, like in our own backyards so yeah i had a i had a feeling it was gonna go somewhere negative yeah i uh i mean and we're hunting for artifacts probably master cho wasn't gonna say oh yeah i forgot to send you off with these two months ago when you were level one but um well they wouldn't have done you much good at level one that's true yeah i don't know (laughs) a level one character with those items you would level up pretty quick Yeah, I imagine they would have done a lot of good. It's just they don't, they wouldn't know that you specifically are the right set of level ones to give them to. Uh... But yeah, I remember um, when we actually did the montage scene where everybody appeared at their various place, and uh, you guys showed up there, and you, you were asking us like, uh, you know, you're saying it was kind of a bittersweet uh, reunion coming back, and yeah. and. Uh, you're wondering if you even belong there, and 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 Matt said uh, it's like he's like, are are we even the masters now? You know, you know, we're advanced so far, and it turned out in the end, yeah, you were, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we hadn't got that far yet. So it was interesting. I would say, um, did I expect undead? Not necessarily. Did I expect an Uber fight? Sure. Did I expect a fight that took? 12 to 15 game hours to complete? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, did as... I expect Death Knight monks, six of them? <laughs> Not really. 400 
Revenants. <sighs> well, as I said on multiple occasions, it wasn't supposed to be like that. Uh, you know, each one I had nice little compartmentalized fights all set up for you, and then you decided just to spring all of them all yeah. at once. You know, <laughs> pulled aggro on everything. So I will, I will say the thing that shocked me the most was the Uber legendary magic items were like just in a wooden box. They weren't in any real lock that, box. They were just well. If you remember, there's a lock on that door, so yeah. only the masters yeah. would have gone but, in but, there. But but it's like, and we couldn't have gotten into that room until we had yeah. Fought but all here's the bow of slaying, and it's like, oh yeah, it's in this like box. There's no lock or anything. It's just sitting there. <laughs> yep. The rings of devastation. Yeah, yeah, it's in there with, you know, some uh, ramen. You know. Uh, and you didn't even open up the uh, box that has the ring of win the game instantly. Yeah. yeah, that was that would have been nice of you to open that one as well. Yeah, that was the locked one. We couldn't yeah. be bothered with actually, that. Actually, if you had sprung the locks on the locked one, those are the ones that actually had the money in it. If, if you'd gone that far. Makes sense. I don't think at that point I was like, oh, dear God, finally. Oh, my God. Just take a let's go. Let's go home. <laughs> We'd been in that same scenario for so long. Once again, it was supposed to be nice and compartmentalized. Yeah. No, I'm aware. That's dot, dot, it does dot. make it better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Coulda, shoulda, woulda. I mean, it was going to be like four episodes, you know, one episode for each of the rooms, maybe five if you had, you know, episode for each of the master's rooms. But uh, not three episodes for the courtyard. Yeah. Yeah. Part one. Yeah. It, it was like one of those World of Warcraft scenarios where you just aggro the entire instance and everything comes at you all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I would say the plus after such a involved tactical thing is we learned how to work together. We certainly learned how to deal with death knights. Mm-hmm. And towards the end there, uh, a death knight master, we're like, oh, yeah, okay. We would just tank them in a round. They lost. We could learn how to fight that level of undead. And once we figured it out, they they weren't that much of a threat, even when we were hurting yeah, well, and initially they were, they were coming in groups of two, so then you you know you couldn't um, counterspell both of the whatever devastating things that were going to land on you. Yeah, but then that was a one plus to the earthquake is that it buried everybody and they got themselves out one at a time, and you only had to deal with them one at a time. And you were going to say, Bryce? Uh, I think I was going to say about the same thing. Okay. Like it, it was much nicer to only be fighting one at a at the end in an open space where we could maneuver and like not everyone was standing directly in the blast zone and stuff like that. Most definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and it was, well, it's just the, uh, the uh, player shenanigans, you know, basically upsetting everything that was going on. Uh, it's like had a nice, nice, neat, even plan. And then Drew is like, here, let me pull the entire rug out of everything. And uh, we'll see what happens. He might as well said, I wish all the monsters are here. I mean, yeah, he basically did. In a, in a slightly more um, manageable way in its own way. Because, yeah, you got them one at a time instead of having to take an entire room full of them. But, yeah, so um, so you were not surprised then when you first went up that tunnel and found a pile of bodies just lying there oh as soon as there's bodies we knew yeah. they were gonna wake up i mean it's low off. that's yeah that's what we'd been dealing with i thought so. they would be zombies not super revenants well you're you're operating at a higher level now so yeah but uh 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, and actually, Bryce, uh, when we did that first montage, um, I, I went back and listened again, and it was hilarious because um, when you know they you all zoned into this particular zone, and I announced that you could see that there was like smoke coming up from places that smoke shouldn't be coming up from, and not coming up from places it was. I remember you mentioning Bryce, like, "Wow, you guys get the full monastery experience." <laughs> Yep, it seems like we have a bad history with places named monasteries and powerful and dead lurking. At this point, it's a theme. Mm -hmm. So when we rebuild the school, it will not be a monastery. In fact, probably, probably the school will move to a certain ice cave once a certain dragon is dealt with. Probably. That seems like a long way to go to, to... Go study uh, martial arts. You know, someplace that's cut off from the rest of the world for half the year. You are not familiar with the way. None of these dudes visited the world. I mean, yeah. and Adri's going to be Baroness, so, I mean, there we are. A little school. The Adri Dojo. We'll have to name the school and have little dojos everywhere. Yeah. Lack of outside connection leads to inner peace. There we go. Or something. <laughs> but yeah, so Bryce, did you uh, figure this is what was coming when, when we first did the montage and you saw the, the smoke trails? I knew something was bad. I didn't really like, like just tons of zombies everywhere wasn't the first thing that came to mind. But like you knew something was in the monastery that shouldn't be. It wouldn't be a show up, everything is fine go somewhere else with the information like no nope. i'm thinking if like when we uh return to like the dragonborn sometimes and they're like oh the the city or the the town is in trouble but it's not a local trouble it's an external trouble you knew that it was a local trouble but you didn't know what yeah so no did you think it would be completely overrun the way it was uh, a la um, Alistair's uh, monastery or did you think that maybe things were going to be happening there that you had to go in and, and set a right before it was run over I definitely didn't think it was completely overrun I thought this was it had been attacked th there had been damage and then we were going to arrive to like a bunch of like monks wounded and like repairing the place to throw off another assault or something like that and then when we arrive and everyone was dead it was a it was definitely an oh man this is worse than i thought it was yeah and i was wondering if we get to fight side by side master cho yeah yeah what was the conclusion of that did he, he held on just long enough to that's, name right, his that's right that's right that's right that's right you yep. that uh, was, it all it all blurred together us. in my brain yes mm -hmm. yeah and then he turned into a electric blue ghost and sat there beside Master Yoda and Sweet. Master Anakin. No, he, he turned into like peach tree leaves and they look, you have yeah. to go Kung Fu Panda. That's yeah. how we would do it. Indeed. Yeah. So what uh, what do you think about Adri and Sorzak now being declared masters? Um, did you see that coming at all? And obviously, you, you, as you said, as you're going in, it's like, are we the masters now? But then... I remember when he, uh, you know, Master Cho actually declared that it was just this long pregnant silence. 
It was uh, it was strange. Now I I have there's stuff that at least Sorzok is planning to do, and had kind of thought, well, this ice cave seems like a good place. Um, storyteller of the Dragonborn, I was like, we'll make some dragon Dragonborn monks. That's sort of where I thought I would go, and they still can. Uh, but now that there's we're both responsible for the remaining students and the school, wherever it may be. Remember, Asgard is with the people. It's not mm -hmm. a place. That is but, true. Um, that is true. But what's that going to do when you're baroness of a city? What does this all mean? Yeah. And, and now there's cat monks there. So maybe um, there'll be some cross-pollination and either, you know, you can end up with a bunch of tabaxi. Uh, there is students there. Or maybe it'll go the other way. Maybe you'll... Uh, move the, the monastery over to the treehouse and wherever the, the cat monks study in the mountains above the treehouse. There's all sorts of possibilities. And presumably there's tabaxi masters. So what does that even mean? They're master of their school. We're master of this school. Do we merge schools? They've you, got like 100. We've got five. Maybe it makes sense. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to go uh, back there when you're all done with your thing and you'll be disappointed because the, you'll go in and find out that the students only know cat form now. And, and the highest level monk is like fourth level. You're like, well, yeah. all right. They're all bouncing around with their backs up sideways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a feeling that we would become masters kind of eventually, just like it would make sense that we were kind of the goal of the monastery, right? Is to produce warriors who, fight the good fight like that's kind of the whole idea but i didn't think that it would be of this place carrying on the entire legacy i thought it'd be more like just building another branch of the same monastery somewhere else so yeah i figured it would happen i just didn't think it would go this way and if you think about a school we have a master of the shadow and the master of the fist yep. that's what we can teach mm -hmm. if someone's like but i heard of this Last Avatar, command all the elements. We're like, I don't know how to shoot fire, bro. Yeah, yeah fine. So oh, maybe maybe there's maybe there's a cat monk with that skill. You send them. You, you no no. You send them to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. Not how to shoot fire centered on yourself. That. Yeah. You should. This fire is why on. we need qualifiers. That would be <laughs> like <laughs> drunken master form. Things yeah. just wildly flinging out. We bred a, a wild magic sorcerer and a monk, yes. and we got drunken master. He he uh, went in and you know went into praying mantis form, and then went into crane form, and then went into potted plant form. It was very strange. <laughs> it was an unexpected move. Threw us off. <laughs> then he went into flump form. Well, that's a mighty form in itself. Yeah, I do. I, I do like the idea that there's like. Arlen is like considered this very, very wise and well thought out uh, man. Like in his old age, he's, you know, people come to him, they travel from far and wide to hear the snippets of wisdom that he has to say. And like, not to say that he's not, like, he definitely has a lot to offer, but just the fact that he's mostly chaos and he doesn't even know why <laughs> it happens most of the time, but like, yeah, followers have like, like produced a narrative as to like why he's doing things. And yeah. he's like, I'm just going to go with it. He's like, I just tripped and fell and now I can shoot fire. Oops. They're like, oh, oh, so the, the, um, one must fall and trust one's. Uh, sense of of gravity and form in order to produce such energy as flames and Arlen's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, energy and flames centered on your protege. Let's not forget about that. 
yeah, and, th- and then they just like do the forward trust fall and wham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it well, somehow works. Happens. Yeah, Alana did the trust fall too, but look what happened. She went nuclear. Yes. Well, it's a good thing she did too because saved all of you. Yeah. But uh, Arlen says Arlen walks out in his robes and wizard hat and says, "Everything happens for a reason, unless it doesn't." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> like someone, I, I punch him. Poof. What was the reason for that? Poof. What's the reason for that? There's Explosion. A one or two. Yeah. <laughs> Six plumps appear and then they, they all explode in fireballs. Yeah. A blue beard. A where unicorn each strand randomly. explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Randomly appears and, and lands on you. That would actually be really hilarious. It's like, I've been trying to form to uh, master the Arlen form, but I've yet to be able to have an, a unicorn appear and stand on my opponent. And you're like, ah, oh, you must keep practicing. That's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's funny because of meta magic. Get yeah. it? Now, let's go back to um, where you were all standing outside of the locked or barred room. And Master Cho was the only master that hadn't appeared yet. And I remember you you saying like in the episode before that it's like it's like Master Cho better be in there if you're a really cool DM Master Cho will be in there because the the other thought was that maybe he was still in the cave and there were two masters in the cave and they'd all been transformed. How broken would your hearts have been if you went into the cave and Master Cho was the last of the turned masters attacking you? Yeah, it would have sucked. I would have been cheesed. Yeah. I've been yeah. really cheesed. I was I was even nervous as they were going up to the door. I'd be like, Lowell, like, what can I do to help you? Because DM just gave us zombie master <laughs> Cho. Yeah. No, I do I do kind of appreciate that though, that you didn't do that because it was already like everybody else got to have, you know, their homes not be destroyed. Yeah. Well, except for No, well, because Cotter still has like his whole house, and, his whole mansion yeah. on the yeah, upper but tier. Like, you know, no one and I just everything we've ever known and all the people we've ever loved are dead or whatever. So, yeah, we got the shaft. <laughs> well, you know, the, the rest of them have been attacked, but yeah, not raised no, to the no. ground. Our yeah. entire family got destroyed. And you know what? We had to kill them again yeah. ourselves. Oh, although that's dark. Yeah. Although if you, what think, gives? if you think about it, that's basically what Cotter had to do, too. Because, you know, that is true. He, he left at an early age and lived his whole life in the monastery there that got run over. So he That's didn't true. have to kill his master. I, mean, I kind of had to do that too, except like throughout the course of like our first seven levels. <laughs> With but your not, family? Not to the same, like everything. Well, that was just you killing everything. You're the only family you had to kill was weird tiger mask guy. And that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but yes, nothing, nothing to that extreme. It's not like you came home. Oh, here's my little sister. Now I have to stab her in the heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, die, I appreciated though. that. She did die, not by my hand. Yeah. We, we didn't call it out quite so clearly in, in the Alistair arc, but, um, obviously all the, all the zombies and ghouls and so forth. And we're, we're, we're his, his, uh, his companions there when he was studying as well. Mm. So. But yeah, ne- never made it quite as personal. Well, I would say, interesting, as training to be paladins and stuff, I would say the expectation is to kind of die by the sword in your righteous fury. Monks, they're just sitting there meditating, man. They're just enjoying their trees and waterfall. Mm-hmm. 
that was that was rude. Yeah, well, you, you know the the uh, phrase that's better to burn out than fade away. And for the monks, it's like, no, the thing is to fade away. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. But yeah, this actually was supposed to happen a whole lot sooner. And you, if you go back and listen through the series, every time you're in the area, I'm like, and you're not too far from the monastery where Adrian Noan studied, and well, then how no would, one ever picked up on that. How would well, we go? I, really? I figured, okay, let's keep going. Yeah, I figured it was just like a to give us like a mm-hmm. geographic sense. I yeah. didn't think that it was a prod to like go check that out. I, I kept why would we? It, I kept hoping it was like, well, let's go and check it out. And I say mean, there hello. was also usually a lot of very time sensitive yes, things that true, we were true. doing. So I don't visit think it home or wise. explode the earth. Yeah. We have a day. You're like, <laughs> you have a day to teleport and find the thing and destroy it. Uh, probably not going to have snackies with yeah. Master Cho. Well, you we could have snackies and then transported. But yeah. Dang, okay. Yeah. (laughs) He'd be like, no one, Adri, aren't you supposed to be saving the world? We're like, yeah, we thought you could give us some brunch first. I mean, (laughs) look at that. We're level 12. I I have a kudos bar. (laughs) Here, you may have it. You'll have to share it. But yeah, so I I was kind of hoping this would happen sooner. But like you said, there just was never really a good time that it's like, Oh, hey, and look, we've got an extra day in the schedule. Why don't yeah. we go visit the monastery? There is never really a lot of free time. No. You're going. That going is to... one thing that, uh, like, I'm kind of interested in in some potential future campaign. Like, not future in the same setting, but future in our future. Like, the ability to say, hey, let's, like, take a couple of weeks off and do something. Like, yep. we don't have to jump yeah. as fast as we can after the end of the world machine. Yeah, kind of, kind of more like the uh, Star Trek episodes where it's been it's been two and a half weeks since the last one, and pretty much everybody's been just you know working on the warp drive and you know, yeah. You know, down in the med bay, they created a creature that tried to strangle one of the ensigns, but you know, inside of that, nothing else you know fantastic happening. So, yeah, then that that's more kind of the high fantasy, yeah, uh, one and uh, the the plus to doing the high fantasy versus the 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 low fantasy one where there's just not a lot of magic and and uh, so forth except the big baddie who's trying to kill you all so you better get busy on that yeah <laughs> very good and um so where do we so where do we think the monastery is going now that this has all happened uh obviously there are two of you that could be running the monastery going forward but uh adri's you know the uh front runner to be baron and uh so that kind of leaves it to sorzak but uh it's not exactly set in stone you could always you know just tag out and make sorzak be baron yeah i mean i figured like i mean the reason that we said that adri would be baron was largely because no one was probably going to be the one who would do the monastery right i feel like well, that's... for a while it looked uh, like... and i'm also yeah. a tiefling and i look evil yeah so. and, and we were talking yeah. about like because the, yeah. the all the drow that did come to the surface that we were going to try to bridge that gap and there isn't really a gap to be bridged with other tieflings so <laughs> and you know is that really sorzak's game to run a school um i th- i feel like to run a school yes you know, it I wasn't mean, like really Adri's game to be Baroness, yeah. but you know it's kind of it's like one of those I things think where it lands on comparatively, you. though it feels like it's more in Sorzok's. Yeah, like, but, but if 
my wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, because and if you think about like the Dragonborn, like Sorzok's the one that's like talking to all the kids and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And yeah. As a natural. Yeah. He's a natural. And Adri was raised in the political sphere. So like it kind of just <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. sense. She slips out. You failed your lessons. Now eat this poison spider. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Forgot about that. I'm just My kidding. Bad. My I'm bad. just kidding. No pits for you. <laughs> um, but thinking about that, if Sorzak does become responsible for the school or, or you know, the dean of the combined school, however it is, may not be here. Yeah. Yeah. It could mm-hmm. be. could be elsewhere. Figure, I don't. I don't know. I I would kind of be interested in asking the the kids that we uh, that are staying here and that are rebuilding. Like, how committed are they to keeping this exact space? <laughs> the house yeah. of yeah, death. Yeah, I mean, everyone died, <laughs> and all the corpses you gotta clean up. Like, well, geez. you guys burned all the corpses. Yeah, but, but they yeah. still got to deal. With, I mean. Yeah. It's not like I, I a crematorium. A, There's still stuff. It's yeah, very... I, I got a feeling that'll probably be gone by the time you get back with all those cat monks that showed up. But Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's a wrecked environment, so... Yeah, but at the same time, it's the only home that they've known. That's so true. it's kind of difficult to leave. And, and, and I think if, like, Sorizak says, would you rather stay here and rebuild or go to this frozen ice cave that it, yeah. high in the mountains? I mean, that's, that's an extreme. I'm, yeah. I was thinking, like, if there was something closer to... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the tabaxi monastery or something yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that's the only home they know but the only way that we grew was by leaving the only home we knew that's true true true. True. that was master cho said to do that so it's it's that venn diagram where you know you've got the circle down in the lower left that says place where you're comfortable and the circle way in the upper right says where growth happens yeah like they're not anywhere near each other and they're gonna grow real fast in an ice cave imagine the treasure Oh yeah, yeah. And there's gonna be some dragonborns to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to learn the elements. Dodge fire. Well, hey, red dragonborn, start breathing. Yep. I can imagine the fun. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Speaking of the dragonborn, you know, up until now, you've been kind of um, thinking the Sorzak would like join the dragonborn and you know, do, like you said, start like a monastery there for the dragonborn. But now there's another monastery that maybe has dibs on you. Yeah, I think Sorzok's just unique in that we haven't encountered, like, any other tieflings nope. at all. So, like, all of, I mean, our party has, like, some of the only, like, unique races to this world in it. Like, the drow are, like, the boogeymen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the cats are, the tabaxi are. The tabaxi are, the, are know, obviously, the, shadows, the dragonborn. Know? Yeah, and we mm-hmm. have the half-elves, which are pretty common. And I'm a half-elf, too, but I'm half-drow. So, it's kind of like... Sorzok, though, is the only one where there's not like a society of other tieflings, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, you're just kind of the only one. So it's sort of like, how do you, yeah, what's the closure for that? Like, do you just float between things? Do you pick one? Do you. I don't know. The, the closest thing I had was dad who tried to kill me. So, you know. Yeah. Um, But, you know, Sorzok doesn't play by the rules i'm lawful mm-hmm. but i don't play by those rules you have a code it's more of a set of guidelines really yeah so i don't i think sorzak would have no problem saying kids we're moving but but we're moving we got a family up there yep they're scaly 
but they're cool. Were all the kids that were left like were they just like humans and half elves? Like what was the the little bunch that we had? Uh, there was at least one halfling in the group. Okay, but uh, yeah, the uh, the ones the pre- predominantly was humans and, and half elves. So. And in general, our monastery, if there were children in the monastery, it was like orphans and things, right? Well, or just ones that showed great promise initially. Okay. I'm, I'm sure part of the the people that leave the monastery i mean no one leaves a monastery without like a reason and the reason might be to find yourself um or to grow in a way but i'm sure that there's some that go out as journeymen Mm -hmm. that you know just basically like get jobs and and look for promising youth that uh, seem to be able to control their key and you know and and like okay yeah this 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 youngster here is is promising when you know and alert the masters come and continue the way talk and and see if they would like to uh study in the monastery Uh, but yeah certainly like also if you were like said an orphaned or something like that that uh, the monastery would take in yeah because that's kind of both of our reasons why we showed up yeah a lot a lot of folks you know that were kind of you know Flotsam and Jetsam from the uh, rest of society ended up there as well. But yeah. So uh, for the two non-monks, did the storyline go kind of as you thought it would? Or were you kind of surprised in the end? Did you did you think that uh, they were going to have to fight their, uh, their beloved master in the end in some sort of horrible twist from the dungeon master? Or did you think it was going to have the, not to say happy ending, but happier ending that it did? As soon as you said there was the locked closed door that the undead were trying to break down, I was like, oh, there's some, there's, we we know where five of the six are. The last one's going to be behind that door. I was like on a roller coaster that had like flown off the track and I was just hanging on for dear life the entire time. Um, and I was like, I, whatever's happened is going to happen. I have one third level spell slot. <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> counter spell one more time. Uh, but I was, yeah. And also tanking the floor half the time didn't yep. really help my focus. <laughs> oh, you focus best when you're tanking the floor. That's your, that's, I mean, my that's focus your happy was place. on the ground. Yes. And you got to use your dragon for the first time. I did. It was very fun. What do you name your dragon? Draggy? Puffy. Puffy. It's Re- right here. Reluctant? It's so... Pete? It's so angry. Nice. It's so angry. Fantastic. It has a tail. It sits right here. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that was really hilarious when you pop that spell out and you're, you're like, oh, I get to attack three times and use a breath weapon. And we're all thinking it was like a regular dragon's One D4. Yeah, and it was going to be like, you know, 16 D8s or something like that. We're like, yeah. that is way overpowered. What the heck? And it's then like you, a dragon and then I rolled breath weapon. 12 yeah. points yeah. of damage. We're like, Oh, uh, it's like a dragonborn spread yes. God, okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Now. However, yeah, yeah. it does have a plus fourteen to damage. So, oh, nice. That's like so. It's going to be like yeah. either a fifteen or a sixteen points of damage every time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, if good. it hits, okay. if well, it at hits. least you have a minimum damage that's like double digit. Like that's good. I have a, I have a minimum of sixteen on some <laughs> slashes. Yeah. I mean, which is pretty that's, good. That's not bad. Yeah, it's more than a level one firebolt. I mean, your dragon hits almost as hard as Sorzok's fist. Exactly. Yeah. And do you need to main? Do you need to upkeep it, or does it just run around for a bit? I is it like don't a? Remember. Is it like a spiritual weapon thing where you summon it and it's like bonus I action? You so. use it. 
Because, yeah, like, if you want to open that as, like, your opener and then continue Let's blasting see. for the rest of the fight while you also have a dragon uh, moving around hitting things. No, it's concentration. I mean, yeah, like, I wish it still, would. That would be super cool. You could still, like, summon it and then do non-concentration things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, dragons are fun. I, I, th I thought I was like, okay... I have gone 18 levels without doing anything dragon related, and we have like half of a family of dragons. So, should probably choose something dragon. Yes, You're not a dragon sorcerer, though. So? I feel like wild magic is, is exactly that. Like, the, but you're not a dragon sorcerer. So, that's like the definition of wild magic yes but you're not yeah, a warlock i can, I can so... do whatever i want i can do whatever i want I, I am if the moon is in the third house and the wind is from the west yeah very good okay once well, a day at 7 p.m yeah. i can do this and twice a day on the on the uh equinox real good from anywhere between 5 and 5 15 and 5 20 and 5 25 i can <laughs> If I'm not a potted plant. Great. Yeah, it's an if-else statement at this point. Yeah, that's a very important one, too. Yeah. Real good. So, anyways, um, we've come to the uh, end of uh, the Sorzok and Adri arc. And, and were we all satisfied with the the end of that arc? Did that uh, make you happy? And how did you like the weapons? That, pretty cool. I definitely... I, there's, there's a part of me that's like, wow, I feel really overpowered right now but also i kind of feel like it's going to be the exact amount of power necessary <laughs> for the very end of this campaign <laughs> yeah i mean the rings <laughs> which is then in itself a little bit concerning so yeah. the rings i can do a lot yeah those are that's a super cool weapon yeah. the rings mm -hmm. like the bow is cool don't get me wrong but like a magic bow like that's a thing that exists magic brass knuckles though that's really cool. With gems. Yeah. That's that say monk's life on them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, but it's interesting learning to use it. So it's like, yeah, I have some things that are really super powerful, but I wouldn't do if there's like one opponent. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. what yeah. steel strike? You need five. And five people will die, but I'm not gonna waste it on one. But what was nice are those little cheapy ones like this does Blending like 1d4 yeah. of fire damage just what i needed yeah and i tried it when i created the i was trying to be like well actually in the the the, uh, the rings were a little bit um challenging because it had to be something that would be like something you would do when you struck with your fist so thunder wave and things like that where you blast people back and things like that but at the same time like a lot of the smites and so forth and i did give you uh, one of them are paladin ones but you're like okay well now we're getting into the paladin's wheelhouse and we don't want to create a monk paladin yeah you know so i had to kind of like really thread a fine line on doing that yeah uh, it's, actually, a, it's just a super cool weapon yeah I like As the paladin, I don't really see that. Just because of how I play paladin, where I don't use most of the smites, if you just give, like, the monk, who already has a bunch of options to, like, provide status effects, the smites that provide a whole bunch of status effects, that does, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Because it's and like searing, I mean, these things are like you punch mm -hmm. and they're, it's burning your punch. And yeah, it's and that's radiant. why searing smite and, and so forth made sense. It's like, okay, this is just a fist of fire, you know. 
Uh, and it's not so much fire yeah. damage, right? It's like 1d6. Mm-hmm. It's enough. But, but then, like, the smites that, like, did radiant damage were like, okay, well, now we're getting out of the wheelhouse yeah. here. So that was That's a fair. tough one. It was a little easier with the uh, the bow, basically just going, it's like, what says arrow or bolt or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, Archery-themed yeah. spells. I like how you allow them to tailor so, like, in the, the bow, it's mm-hmm. like, take the action and do this. You're like, well, but I can shoot twice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're allowing that bow to shoot two of the Melf's arrows. So you, you've you tweaked the spell to be part of a legendary item and yeah. not just a spell. So I and, like and that. That's something you can do with a legendary item because, like, you know, obviously if this was something that a first-level character or a third-level character could get, then, you know, it'd be like, well, we can't really have you shooting multiple times with an acid arrow because you're now twice as powerful as the mage is. And yeah, yeah. but now that we're up at the tip top stratospheric levels, yeah, we can go over the top of that and it works out just fine. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when the Trask shows up next week. So nice. No, no, the, the vampiric Trask. Vampiric ethereal Trask with, you know, resistance to all types of damage and legendary resistance and reactions. So there's something I want. I think it's important to discuss on tape. Astral projection. Mm-hmm. So there's the spell, and there's what the DMG says when you're astrally projecting. So the spell says basically you can float around the astral sea. You've got this cord. You can, the rings work there, but they're mm-hmm. projections of those rings. And if you die, you effectively take no damage and just pop up in your body. Yeah, unless, just go back to you. Unless unless the silver cord is cut, and that's different. Yeah. Then you're you're toast. Um, and then if you go, the whole point of that is to go into another plane. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing says you can snap your body back. I don't think that's meant to transport your body back because the DMG well, says, you, you, the DMG yeah. says, if you do that, you enter the nether plane, yeah, like in yeah. a dream state, your astral form forms an appropriate astral body for that. So if I entered the, the plane of fire, yeah. I would become a fire body. Well, no, you would just, your body would just arrive in the plane of fire and hope you brought some fire resist gear because, yeah. But it's, but, but but it's not look, the real body. Yeah, but if you take a look, it's like the plane of fire isn't just everything's on fire. Like if you look on the back of the old first um, edition Dungeon Master's Guide, that's a city of brass on the plane of fire. So there is, there are, you know, it's just that, you know, it's all populated by fire creatures. And now yeah, there's probably fire everywhere, but they still have, you know, physical corporeal places that you can visit. And, you know, you would, you, you would basically bring your body to that. Yeah. It's and, like yeah. Adventure Time yeah. where yeah. they just do the, they just do the. So, but if I'm naturally projecting and I'm like, oh, there's, there's uh, the abyss. It's my body body doesn't get transported from home into the abyss. It's an astral body. That well, can still your astral act. body is what you use to to because the DMG be, says mobile along that part. The DMG yeah. says when you enter another plane from astral projection, you enter it in a dreamlike body. Mm-hmm. So that makes it to. So we need yeah. to understand. Yeah, well, and, and you're bringing. To, wait, why are you? Why are you? Why is this bringing? Because I have astral projection as my monk. I need to now at 18th level. Yeah. Oh. So okay. so I need to know: is it like plane shift, which is one interpretation, or is it? Because it's a ninth. I'm it is sure... a ninth level spell. 
So I'm sure there is very specific language for it because otherwise that is it, kind of game breaking. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty vague. The player's handbook and the DMG contradict each other. Hmm. So I'm trying to yeah. say, for the record, what is yeah. well, we'll, the interpretation? We'll, uh, we'll uh, see if we can't suss that out if we ever need to to use that. But you know, it, it, like for instance, with the um, creatures from the um, you know from the other planes, when you meet them on the primaterial plane. And defeat them. You're not defeating them. You're just defeating the their, projection, their projection of themselves on the body. Onto the so it would be plane, similar yeah. if you did this to the other ways. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of this whole um, adventure when you have to go to the underworld and face your final foe. It's like if you die there, will you die? Die, or will just your projected body die? And that makes more sense. And what happens if my projected body projects yeah. into the astral? plane you know now it's like inception at this point so i've got to know yes well maybe you'll have to give it a try when you get there so you actually meet yourself coming and uh yeah anyway so um next up is jade's arc and obviously uh we've already done a couple of those episodes um so no spoilers but um what do we think we're going to be seeing at the end of Jade's arc when you get there? Because we've had, um, you know, a standard sort of uh, dungeon crawl with uh, Arlen's arc, although inside a pyramid, a pyramid crawl. And uh, we've had the more more interesting, uh, you know, acting out of the story of uh, Doi. Um, and then we've had you know, this more kind of standard uh, dungeon crawl with uh, the monks there. What what do we think we're going to see at the uh, at the end of Jade's? Maybe more puzzles because the tabaxi tend to be, you know, the librarian's a great treat, mm-hmm. thinkers. So I think it will be more, more figuring things out. If it's a maze, it's a maze of puzzles and traps mm-hmm. versus just a slugfest. Yeah. Get me wrong. Undoubtedly, you will have like the the beholder with twentieth levels of wizard in there or something. Mm-hmm. But I I think it will be less. It won't be just a slugfest. And here's a question: As you guys were saying, it's like if Adri got that bow. Yeah. What do we think the bow is that's coming for Jade? Because this one would have been pretty darn good for a ranger. What's and it's a, confirmed a bow, right? Well, that's what they were going for, yeah. Okay. Oh, it, man. It, although, um, as Galshabar says, he doesn't even know if it has a name. Maybe they'll call it the Jade Bow when she claims it, because uh, it's, it's so lost to history. So imagine two archers with these legendary bows just camped out on like a boulder and just raining death from 200 paces away. Oh, chain lightning. <laughs> That would be brutal. Take that a low all. That would be interesting. Anything you guys think might be on that bow upcoming? Quivering arrow. If I, I want yeah, I feel month, like it's just something powers. that's like mega super like 17 arrows in a turn, something like that. Or like seeking a, arrows that can machine. go around curves and things like yeah, that. Avoid, it's like a machine gun. Avoid seeking, avoid cover seeking. type stuff. That would be evil. It's just got a rotating arrow dispenser on the side. Just a Gatling gun. 
A wand of automatic missile fire. Very good. It's a Hawkeye's bow from the MCU with all the different attachment heads you can select from. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Just reach in, grab a, grab the appropriate one out. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, we'll just have to see. And uh, we'll have to wait for the next episode to find out what happens. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside all of our heads.